welcome in, and thanks for tuning in to the Red Rock Sports Podcast. I am Jared All. The seat to my left is vacant today. Classic. Connor Holzkamp joins us <laughs> via Zoom call. Connor, how you doing at your home base there? Hey, I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently my sick. immune system is about as effective as the Broncos offense. So, so Nick and I have a conspiracy theory going here um, that God, Connor, sick, Connor, Connor, I think, uh, you know, he finally got the setup to be able to do this from home. Yes. And then coincidentally is sick and must do the podcast <laughs> from home. Yeah, al- allegedly sick. Um, you know, most companies require a doctor's note, Connor. Didn't even let the squad know. Yeah, that's the worst Didn't part. Didn't even let us know. You know, that's like showing up on game day, finding out that your running back has been talking <laughs> to your coach and decided to sit out the game yeah. or mm-hmm. or uh, to operate, you know, from home. Yeah, weird. And uh, didn't didn't decide to let the, the star quarterback and, and receiver know. Yeah, so weird. I don't understand how this could happen to us. Disappointed. Yeah, in yeah, it sounds about right. Okay, now that we've got that out of the way, energy up, fellas. Energy okay, up. We're, we're bringing back. the energy <laughs> up. Back. There is some positivity going on here in Colorado. Some teams are actually playing well. Let's start there. The Denver Nuggets continue to stay hot all through the last couple of weeks. They have been killing it. Offensively, basically top to bottom, one of the best teams in the country, in the, in the NBA right now. First in field goal percentage, fifty over fifty percent. First in three point percentage, over forty two percent. Twenty eight point nine a point uh, assist per game. That also tied for first. Is this sustainable? Can the Nuggets keep this up throughout the season? I mean, yeah, I definitely think so. They, uh, it, it's been a good, good couple of weeks. You know, um, obviously, want to get the defense up a little bit, but I, I mean, look, this is what we were all all excited for, right? We were excited going into this season. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is looking good. Jamal Murray is getting back on it. Uh, it's looking good. I, I think it's sustainable. And don't get me wrong, uh, the Western Conference is uh, probably going to be a lot different come you know Christmas time after that. But uh, for right now, it's looking good, you know? Yeah, for me, the Pacers game was the best game of the season for sure. I think they were down something like I want to say like 15, 14 or 15 points at half. Big third quarter, big fourth quarter, big, huge win. I think, I believe, since they lost to the Lakers in LA, I think they've gone 5 and 0, 6 and 0, 2, 4, yeah, 6 and 0. So a lot of good stuff. Like where the Nuggets are headed. Um, I am a little nervous. I hate to call it peaking, but certainly they're playing really well out of the gate. It's a lot to ask to keep that up. So there's going to be the inevitable swoon that we must watch out for. And honestly, it's kind of a weird way to say it, but it, it, that almost might be a good thing for this Nuggets team if they do go through a little bit of a dry spell through a portion of the season where they have to kind of reevaluate their defensive approach. I know that's something Mike Mo- Michael Malone is big on. I don't know why. Mike Malone just feels so much it better. Just rolls off the it tongue, is so it? hard to say Michael Malone. It just It's a lot of effort that goes into <laughs> that, man. He has really, really put his foot down on that one. But you know he wants to play a defensive game, so that might not be the worst thing if the Nuggets find themselves midseason having to kind of re-identify and finding a defensive front. But you, you have to think. I mean, these some of these statistics are 
are unsustainable in my mind. I mean, the idea of being as a team 42% three-point shooting. I mean, that's I don't I don't know. I don't I don't follow the stats of NBA teams year to year, but that's pretty unheard of to stay at that rate all year long. I have to think that number probably drops, but even if they can be among the tops, that's to me one of the the keys for the Nuggets in in continuing their success is hitting that three-point shot because man, MPJ, MP Bay. Whoo! He's looking good right now. How you feeling about it? Your, your, your bay there, Connor? Hey, gotta love it. Uh, obviously, had a pretty bad game against the Celtics. I think you guys see that he got his uh, like twelve thousand dollar chain stolen and a Bible. I think I believe from his hotel room. You guys see this? Was it the international edition or was it the James King? The, what is it? The, the James King. <laughs> I, I, uh, that is unconfirmed. I do not okay. know which edition of. Wait, the Bible wait, wait, it was, wait, wait. Uh, Backpedal though. Was this his Bible that he brought into the room, or was the Bible that is like in there? The, I mean, the customary hotel Bible. Yeah, I mean yeah. that. Why are we reporting? You that? know, that's a that's a good question, but I actually think it was his Bible. Oh, fascinating! Why did he bring his own Bible when there's one in the room? That's the more important yeah. question. <laughs> that but, is odd, isn't it? But uh, yeah, it is odd. It is odd. He wanted uh, I'm sure you could get a pretty penny for it, though. Hey, I got MPJ's King James Bible, right? I was saying like New James, right? I think it's the King James edition. Yeah, I don't but. know. <laughs> but you know, you like to see MPJ bouncing back. He had he had a really bad game against the Celtics, uh, according to Michael Malone. He gave him a call. Uh, Porter gave Malone a call that uh, that night and just said, "Hey, I'm sorry. I know I can play better. I, I'm gonna show up better." Uh, so it's good to see him come out the very next game and 31 points. I mean, he was uh, he was really, really popping the ball, uh, looking really good. That last game, um, God, who was it that they just played? It was the uh, – uh, sorry, it was the Bulls. Yeah, right, yeah, the, the Bulls. Bulls yeah. uh, so, so MPJ comes back. He's firing 31 points. Um, Really, really good bounce back game for him. Michael Malone called it the best defensive effort that he has ever seen. The best sustained defensive effort he has seen from Michael Porter Jr. Uh, so really just a all around great game from that guy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you hit it on the on the that nail on the head right there. It's the MP Bay formula looking good against the Bulls. Yeah, I think what I like the most, uh, we had definitely talked about needing Jamal Murray to come back. Stats aren't necessarily up to whatever standards you would expect Murray to have. I mean, he's still shooting decently well. Three-point shooting is a little bit low compared to his regular average, but again, just getting him back and shaking the rust off has been huge, especially to come out and be 9-4. and four. All right, moving on from the Nuggets here. We're going to dive right in. We're going to do our Thrive Fantasy Best Bets of the Week. Of course, if you want to do any player prop betting, the place to do it is on Thrive Fantasy. They offer daily fantasy contests that are focused around player prop betting. It's a totally different approach from what you're going to get from a DraftKings or a FanDuel. Everything within Thrive Fantasy is about player prop bets. It's it's sort of the new, I don't want to know if you want to call it rave within sports betting, oh, but wow. I think those those of us who, you know, have been involved in sports betting since, you know, a little before it was legal to do so in the States, uh, this is something I think a lot of people are getting on to. Everyone out there, if you're a fantasy football type person, you'll love player prop betting. It's the same idea, you know, you're rooting for guys to get yards or not get yards or touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera. Make sure when you sign up with Thrive Fantasy, to use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. When you sign up, they will match up to $100 on your deposit. So if you deposit $100, they'll match $100. Plus, it's good for the show. Let's them know that you came there because of listening to the Red Rock Sports Podcast. 
and we get a little something back on our end for it. So good for you, good for us. You can find them online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the app. Throughout the course of this NFL football season where we started it, you guys are kind of breaking the rules and going to NBA betting these days. <laughs> that was a poor choice last week. Poor choice for you guys. We've been going week by week. We each give out our best bets. The loser of this best bet competition, which, I mean, what do we do? Just chalk it up at the end of the year, end of the, the calendar year? Is that where we're going to now since since we're bringing in other Yeah, I don't hate that. Other sports? End of the year for sure. End of the year. Okay, so we'll say at the end of 2022, okay. whoever of the three of us has the worst winning percentage. Now, Tyler Walge, I should say four of us. Tyler Walge, who's a guest on the show, uh, often fills in, which, you know, we we almost subbed out Connor. Today. Well, had we, we were, been given we any notification close. at all, I, I feel like that would have been the problem. this is why Connor, Correct. Connor knew what he was doing. How's your new speaker, Connor? How's your new microphone? Yeah, I don't know. Sounded sounded all right. Yeah, you sound good. Guess like listeners out there, let us know how Connor sounds today. How sick does he sound on a scale of one uh, to not? Yeah, on Twitter <laughs> at Red Rock Sports One. Uh, if you think Connor is faking it. You let us know. Okay? All right, I'll respond immediately. <laughs> uh, believe me, this is uh, way more of a pain than just being in person. Oh, I'll tell you that much. The pain level is now is now creeping up. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, on the season, I am sitting at six and four. Connor, if I can do math right, has the best winning percentage at five and two. Nick Sopra sitting at five and four, and Tyler Walgie at five and three. Yikes. So it's close, guys. It's close. It's too we close just, for comfort. I yeah, don't want need, that chip. We need yes. Oh, I didn't. I, I I got interrupted. I didn't finish saying for the audience there. The loser of the three of us, whoever has the worst losing percentage or winning percentage. Jeez, I can't talk today. It's it's Connor. He's throwing me you, off. You today, sound right? sick. <laughs> You're definitely catching something. Uh, the loser of the three of us has to eat the chip. If you're not familiar with the chip, it's supposedly like the hottest chip in the world. It's like $8 a chip, so it better be the hottest chip in the world. I don't know why. Part of me really wants to try this chip. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Okay, last week, I took Russell Wilson, the lock of the yeah, week. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know how this was even out there. The over-under for Russell Wilson, touchdowns, two and a half. So easy. You knew the Broncos weren't even as a team going to score two and a half. He gets one. I win that one. That takes me to six and four in the air. Connor last week went out on a limb, took Jamal Murray. I actually questioned this when I look back that maybe I wrote it down wrong. A half a steal? That that seemed like it was an easy over. You got it. He got three steals in the game against the Pacers. Connor gets the win, goes to five and two. And Nick tough man you really really pushed too far i really did you pushed too far Mm. he took Jokic over 35 and a half points in rebounds on the game against the pacers he had a total of 28 combined points and rebounds so that one stinks that one's no good okay didn't feel good so this puts you as right now if the season were to end today don't you love when people say that (laughs) yeah you'd be in the chip buddy so you better focus you better focus. I will. Okay, let's see how focused you are. What is your best bet of the week? I'm going to go lock of the week. I'm going to call it now. Melvin, he only fumbles after the play is dead. Ooh. Gordon under a half touchdown. Okay, Melvin Gordon under the half touchdown. AKA okay. nil, not a zip. Means he is not producing. Okay, Connor, what you got? What is your best bet of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go with Thursday Night Football, Robert Tunyon. Is that how you say his name? Is it Tunyon? Tunyon, I think, is is how it is. Yeah, like like Bunyons, but Tunyon. Okay, Robert Tunyon, tight end from Green Bay. We're going to go under 0.5 
total receiving touchdowns. Wow. So okay. in other words, he's not going to get a receiving touchdown. Wow. Tell us more. That That's what that means? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with that Thursday night game as well. Uh, I'm going with my boy, Derrick Henry. He was kind of kept down a little bit this week. He's going to bounce back. He's going to have a big game. The over-under on his rushing yards is 88.5. I am going to pound that over. My man is getting over 100 yards, no doubt in my mind. That means, Connor, that means he's going to get over 88.5 yards. Pound, it means over. Just FYI. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure you find those, those bets on Thrive Fantasy. You can use those to put together a contest for yourself. And when you go on there, make sure you use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D, and they will match up to $100. While the Nuggets continue to play strong, the Broncos continue to fall off the cliff. Just getting worse and worse week by week. They they lose again another game that I'm sitting there mid-third quarter going, oh, my God, they're going to win. Oh, you had hope. Oh, every time I get sucked in, man, I'm a sicko like that. I just I can't help myself. And lo and behold... They blew it once again. Now, something kind of caught my eye throughout the course of the game, and, and mainly, A, that offensive line was trash. And I know there's been a lot of talk on this podcast around uh, you know Broncos country about who's taking more of the blame, Russ, Ross, I should say, Ross. or... I'm not even going to go he who should not be named anymore. Well, he's just Voldemort. I'm not afraid of the name. I'm not afraid of the name. I'm going to put it out there. So who takes more blame, Ross or Voldemort? For me, guys, the offensive line was the biggest issue in this game this last week. Every single play just getting blown up. And when you look at it, there are some serious, serious injuries going on within that offensive line. And it kind of got me thinking, have we, as a fan base, maybe not given enough credit to the a portion of why this Broncos team is performing the way it is, is is due to injury. And I see the look on your face, Nick, okay? Let me just lay out for you guys that either missed contributors that either either missed this game or were hurt during the game, okay? There were 10 offensive players, 5 defensive players. KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, your second, third, and fourth wide receivers. Don't care. Okay? Go on. Starting running back, Javante Williams. Number two running back, Mike Boone. Well, he would have been number two if he'd had a chance. Starting left tackle, Garrett Bowles. Starting guard, Billy Turner. Guard tackle, whatever. Cameron Fleming, who came in to fill in for him, out. Graham Glasgow, been a starter, out. Lloyd Cushenberry, starting center in the year, out. Okay, defensively. Both starting edge rushers, Randy Gregory and Baron Browning. This is, by the way, after trading your other starting edge rusher. Okay, Quarterback, Ronald Darby. Quarterback, Kwan Williams. Safety, Caden Stearns. I mean, these are key injuries. I get it. Broncos are not the only team in the country with injuries. But should we be giving more credit to the fact that this team is as bad as they are because of these injuries? Jared, half of the ones you just said are defensive injuries, and the defense is fine. Sure. Good call. So, I mean, look, obviously the injuries don't help. The injuries turn a bad offense into an even worse offense. So, yes, the injuries play a role. But look, man, Russell Wilson, back to your just original question. Russell Wilson, according to Pro Football Focus, is I believe he is 32nd in the league in quarterback play. Wait, wait, wait. Does that put him behind? Say it. Baker Mayfield? Say it. Oh. 
Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Actually, it. there are several teams that have quarterback, two quarterbacks that are ahead of Russell Wilson. Uh, I believe the Steelers are one and the Colts. Both have two quarterbacks ahead of Russell Wilson, according to Pro Football Focus. So I'm not going to sit here and let Russell Wilson slide. Um, I think when you ask which one is more to blame, that is a tough decision. I can't even, I can't give you an answer. They are both to blame. Russell Wilson is underperforming and Voldemort is under coaching. (laughs) It is what it is. I mean, hey, but, but no, I think injuries obviously have made this offense even worse, but it is bad already. I think what makes it tough, especially for this game, you had two weeks to prepare for this, this game and you possibly looked worse this week than weeks one and two. Granted, the teams are a little different. I understand the Titans' defense is arguably better. That's what's tough for me. I think the general consensus when you have your group of friends, regardless of if they're 17, 35, 55, is there is, it seems to be a very clear split on whose fault it is, and everybody wants to point the blame. I generally tend to point it more at Russ. I know some of my friends generally don't want to give Russ any blame or at least very minimal blame at this point I think we can all agree it's all of it the coaching sucks the play calling sucks Russ is sucking they just all now granted again I understand the wide receiver aspect of it it's just it feels like every Sunday we waste three and a half hours watching the exact same product from the week prior so I saw a rumor out there and I want to be clear this is a rumor something I saw on Twitter that if, and let's just say when, the Broncos move on from Voldemort, he even kind of looks like Voldemort, uh, right? He's got like, you you take uh, away that nose. Yeah. If he had no Oof. nose and just the slits, he's Voldemort. He's right there. Uh, but if and when they move on from him, that there would be serious interest in bringing on uh, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, as the head coach, who would then try to pull... Uh, I'm slipping on his first name, Schottenheimer, uh, with him as the OC, who was the OC for Ross back in his Seattle Seahawks days when he was putting up big numbers. It's uh, Brian Schottenheimer. I want to say it's Brian. That's name your Schottenheimer. I think that's the one. Uh, What do you guys think about that? Again, very much a rumor. I don't know if there's any validity to this. There's been no evidence that the Broncos are definitively moving on from Voldemort. But in that idea, would you like something along those lines? uh, Let me be more specific with my question. Would you like to see, assuming Ross is still our quarterback next year because you can't get rid of him, would you like to see him potentially get reunited with a previous coach that maybe he's had success with in that offense before? Uh, sure. <laughs> if, it, if it helps. Look, I'll put it this way, Jared. I hope that Voldemort is more to blame because you got way bigger problems if Russell is more to blame. I mean, the coach is an easier fix, right? You're stuck with Russell Wilson for at the very least three more years. So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to help if you bring in somebody different, but I would hope so because otherwise we're screwed. So if, uh, if Hackett is Voldemort, does that make 
does that make Ross? Uh, what does that make him? Severus Snape or yeah, or like Draco Malfoy or, or uh, no? What's the dad's name? Uh, uh, Lucius Malfoy. Lucius. Ooh. Wow. But if Lucius, if well, he's if he's it, Severus, it can't be Snape, Severus Snape, at yeah, the end be. he becomes that, the hero. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Snape is the good guy. So maybe come on, Jerry, maybe, get your get your Potter lore. I'm just saying we haven't reached the end of this saga yet. Maybe this whole time we thought mm. Ross was the bad guy, and it turns out this whole time he was the hero. I just I like the it. character arc is there, guys. It's there. I is think it we, there? Because it feels very much like it's not. But there. but in the fourth movie slash book, did you think the character <laughs> arc was there for Snape? No, that's the key. That's the key. Okay, so I. I I, I don't know. I, I'm there with you guys. I just, I thought it was worth noting. It's not something really that we've talked about, the, that being the injuries throughout the course of the season, but they are really, really piling up. And, and, and it was so obvious to me how garbage this offensive line is. And then when you look at it, it's like, yeah, they're pretty much on second stringers across the board. That's a sign. Like, that's one of those where, like, yeah, the injuries impacted that. If they have their starting O-line, that O-line play is better in that game. Do they win that game? Probably not. Let's be honest. But the O-line play would have looked better than what we saw in this game. That was a clear, clear indication of the injuries. The the play from the receivers... I, I got to be honest. I, I don't know how much of that you can put on the receivers or their lack. I mean, yes, there are some drops. There are some things there, but it's just they're not scheming them open, and, and Russ is not hitting them when they are open. Too many open receivers, too many missed opportunities. The obvious stat, and they posted this during the game, is the average third down to gain for the Broncos is last in the league at third and seven. How many – how – it's so hard to watch that third and 11, third and six, third and nine. How many – third down plays or how many third third downs do you have where you have the option to run draw screen like they're in very obvious passing situations almost every third down it's just it's hard to watch and i don't know how much more we can repeat just being frustrated again two weeks to prepare tough it's tough yeah especially when they play in that 11 o'clock slot where there's so many other games on it's just it's just too tempting. Just like let's just red zone this thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And the thing is, is you put it on the red zone, you'll never see the Broncos game <laughs> because there's no scoring happening at all. You know, between the good defense and just garbage offense that we're getting out there. Uh, yeah, what, what can you say? Do you guys see that the uh, the Walton family, the the new owners of the Broncos, have uh, gone to a, a fan survey, fan poll of the. Uh, I think it's only season ticket holders they put it out to, uh, to try to gauge what fans want to see happen with the jerseys. Did you guys see this go out this weekend? So yeah, they they basically sent out something to all of an email to all their Connor. You're a season ticket holder. Did you get this email? Um, yeah, I believe I did. And are you voting? I don't. I could care your, less. Your vote counts. Every vote counts. Come on, yeah. guys. We talk all the time Sell about the it. team to Target. What I'm we want to see? I'm but done. Come on. Sell the team to Target. Okay. So first comment I have to that is, what a Walmart thing to do. Correct. Let's send out a fan survey to see what we should do with our team. Next thing you know, going into free agency, they're going to do a fan poll. Like, who should we sign in free agency? Uh, I mean, come on. Very Walmart thing to do. I thought that was ours, but I got to be honest. I think this is a great idea. This engages fans. Everybody always complains about the jerseys. You always hear people, a uh, 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 big number of people that want to go back to the jerseys they had in the, the 80s and 90s. You have a lot of people that want to go back to the blues. The blues are the best. The blues are the best, but 
I got to think, you know, the, the orange, it just it shows up in stadiums. I think that's the way to stick. But if you're a season ticket holder, now you have a vote. Now you can go say they have talked about that this is going to be a couple-year process for them to gauge from fans what they think they should do with the jerseys before making a decision with changing uniforms. You guys don't seem as excited about this as I am. I think this is a great idea. I mean, I could care less what uniform they're wearing if they're losing games like this. So, oh no, see, I I, I disagree. Did you if see we're the, gonna lose, lose. Did you see the Panthers this weekend though? Those jerseys looked looked clean, man. Mm-hmm. That all black didn't matter if they lose. They look good out there. Okay. Besides, J- Jared, you and I have a fundamental disagreement in Broncos orange. I want as much orange as possible. Always orange. Yeah. But you are on the other end. You no, don't like the orange. I, I so. personally much prefer the blue. Now, as a jersey for a fan base to wear to show up into a stadium, you, you have to stick orange. It just, because of how much it shows up, it looks so, especially at opposing team stadiums, it looks great when you see the sea of orange out there. But personally, I just, I agree. Those dark blues, the blue on blue is the best uniform combo they have ever put out. I'd be okay if you want to yeah. change the logo back to the old school or create a new logo, to be honest with you. I think that that logo they've had is a little worn. I think they've, I mean, Shoot, they've had that now for 20-plus years. So I wouldn't be against the idea of them changing up the logo a little bit, but you, you got to – yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You know, my personal feelings get in the way with what I think makes the most sense as a team. They got to stick with the orange. As much as I'd want them to go blue, they got to stick with the orange. But if you can find it on, on Twitter, I'm sure that's where I saw it. But if you're a season ticket holder, you should have gotten the email. But they listed off different, like, jersey combinations and different things of do you like this more or that more? And so you're kind of doing your voting throughout it. Uh, I think it's clever. I think in today's day and age where everyone takes to social media to give their opinion for a team to at least let the fans feel like they're having a say in something, I think it's a good way to get the fan base behind you. That's something that Pat Bowen did a great job of always getting this fan base behind him and supporting him and and what he was doing and his commitment to this team. So I think this is a small, subtle way for the Walton Penner group to get that same support behind them from the fans, people behind them. Apparently, I care more than you guys do about it, but... Anyways, on to the next segment, <laughs> and we're gonna uh, we're gonna end the show today with with a little bit of fun. Okay, it's just a little bit of a shorter show for you guys today. Connor being away, I'm blaming him. Okay, this is a hundred percent Connor's fault because I can't make <laughs> eye contact with him and stare him down mid show. It just it just doesn't lead to as is is good of uh good of uh, heated discussions in here. But I, I bet you like making eye contact, don't you, Jared? Oh yeah. Weird. Connor, you have some beautiful eyes, so what can I say, man? But thank what you. What can I say? The audience is missing out. They truly are. <laughs> so, you know, we like to be accountable. We like to hold ourselves accountable on this show. So we're going to bring in a new segment here that we'll, we'll come back to from time to time because, you know, we do tend to make some pretty bold proclamations at times. And so we're going to call this segment Shitty Thoughts. Okay? What this is is uh, we're going to go look back on a few of the bold takes that we had that, well didn't pan out. They turned out to be very shitty thoughts. Okay. Uh, where do we want to start with this soaps? All right, we're going to start. Let me make sure we got this here. And we do have a few audio clips here. Connor is going to attempt to listen to them on his end as well, but we'll see if, if things are a little clunky through this, bear with us. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we're going to go. Uh, these are the more sports takes. So first off, we got the ever classic. If you listen to this show, Jared's Baker take. 
Use use uh, pro football focus. Yeah. Let's look at pro football focus. By the end of the season, Baker Mayfield will be a top ten quarterback. Oh. <laughs> I think I think my favorite part about that is you hear the audible groan <laughs> from Connor immediately, just just disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, I just went back in in on Pro Football Focus here, and gosh, we're we're so close, almost top ten. He is sitting at. 37 so he actually is four spots even still behind russell wilson so whoa connor is loud there we getting him loud through on the show yeah we are yeah so uh, i think i think the best thing is we have that bet i don't even remember exactly what the bet is is that uh he has to start half of the season so with pj walker being out this is good for our bet okay but my boy my boy was trying to do me solid do you see him after the game headbutting guys <laughs> i'm like come on concussion give me a concussion give me a concussion keep him out of this game no no i just went and checked the injury report not listed right now so that that stinks uh so that, does that mean baker's back starting again i kind of really thought i was off the hook on that i did i really did dang it I'm screwed. For for those who don't know, where, where that clip continues on to is me making a bet with both Nick and Connor that he would end up top 16 in the NFL by the end of the year. So he's just got to have like a top five performance the rest of the year. Yeah. Bring him back up. It's fine. Yeah, he's Probably going to happen. He's fine. Probably going to happen. Okay. Next pick here, or next pick, next clip is a classic Connor Holescamp Drew Locke take. I would rather the Broncos have some, you know, some excitement. Hey, maybe Drew can actually be the guy. Yikes. So that was going back to when Drew was still a part of the Broncos. But Connor, you you doubled down on this going into this year after this trade happened uh, and, and uh, Drew Locke was sent to the Seahawks. You doubled down and you said, no doubt in your mind that Drew Locke would be starting. I don't have the exact clip. I could not find it. But that no doubt in your mind, Drew Locke would be the starter for Seattle because Geno Smith is so bad. Yeah, I might have missed the mark a little on that one. <laughs> uh, obviously, Geno Smith is looking really good. I think he is sixth or seventh pro football focus. Fourth, actually. Um, he is currently fourth overall quarterback. Fourth. Wow. Uh, so not only was I wrong on the Drew Locke take, but I doubly was wrong on the Geno Smith take. So uh, I think I think it's uh, safe to say we all we, we all kind of were. I, I don't think anyone obviously was expecting this, but – uh, I, I do miss the dancing. Now that I've, I'm stuck with Ross, I, I miss the dancing. And uh, I think this is what where Drew Locke went wrong. As soon as he quit dancing, his career just, just fell off. His trajectory fell off. But I'm going to give you, while we're on the, the shitty thoughts segment, I'm going to give you one that everyone right now probably thinks is a shitty thought. But a year from now, we're going to look back and be like, wow, he was on to something. Geno Smith, still trash. He's still not a good quarterback. He is in a system Ooh. that is making him look really good with a solid defense. They are winning a certain way, but it is not because of Geno Smith. By the end of the season, we will see that. And as soon as he gets any sort of money next year, everyone's going to look back and go, what were we thinking? How did we get fooled by this? That is my take right there. I'm just going to keep throwing the shitty thoughts out, man. Yeah, keep, just keep putting them out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I uh, got an excellent. I'm going to rip on myself a little bit. Uh, Jimmy G awful take that felt not awful but before we get to that i just wanted to address our boy jimmy g (laughs) shutting down the rams 24 9 and jimmy g 16 for 27 239 and a tutty better put him in the hall of fame better put him in the hall of fame (laughs) 
I'm, I'm just glad that I got one of them, right? You know, <laughs> I, when, in, in our debates of all the, the, the crappy quarterbacks, I'm glad I was on the right end of one of them. <laughs> I saw some stat that Jimmy G is 10 and two lifetime throwing zero touchdowns in, in a football game. I mean, I don't love Trey Lance, but at this point, I've never seen Trey Lance. Obviously, obviously wrong. Could you just imagine? Just think about it doesn't matter. Take out the name Trey Lance. Just give me an athletic running quarterback in that offense now with CMC, with Debo, with all those weapons. Elijah Mitchell still. I mean, dude, that could be dynamic. I still don't think Jimmy G is a bad quarterback. I, I don't think so. I think he is an average NFL quarterback. He's fine. Well, we, I would take Jimmy G over what we've gotten from quarterback play the last six years. Well, Pro Football Focus tends to agree with you, Connor. They have him ranked as the 15th ranked quarterback. So had we made the, the top half, bottom half bet on this one, we'd be on it. You'd be on it. The top half, he's right there. Although I, I tend to think that, that grade's declining as the year goes on. It's, but, yeah, that'd I, be a close one. You just have so many weapons. It, it It's hard to – the games aren't hard to watch. He just has so many weapons. I think he – Feel stuck. I, I mean, they're definitely force feeding McCaffrey the ball. Oh yeah, and you have to feel like if you're a Debo Samuel fantasy football manager, boy, you are not happy right now. His production has really tailed off since CMC's been there. Yeah, he definitely takes uh, Debo. Definitely takes one mega hit every yes. single game. And you know, the nice thing is he's not possibly suffering a concussion every game. Yes, this so. is. Oh, he's probably happy. You know, he's got he, I think he got paid this offseason, didn't he? Yeah, he so, did. yeah, he's happy. He doesn't want to be a running back, but if you were banking on that dual threat, you know, wide receiver running back production, you're really missing out as a fantasy football uh, uh team manager. Yeah. Okay. So, this one was the hardest one for me to admit that we should pull. This is my opinion. I think it was about right after we got Ross where we felt at on Denver teams. We stack ranked them. This was tough. Uh, Nick, what say you? Uh, who do you think out of the Colorado teams? Uh, what do you say? Three years down the line? Three 20? years down the right road. Who do you see as the most dominant team three years from now? For me, it's easy. The Broncos, we will always be competitive in the division. I think at minimum, we will be at worst a 500 team. I think it's the Broncos and it's not close. Not <laughs> even close god i should leave i don't want to be here anymore i don't deserve happiness the worst the only thing that makes the broncos situation better is that we traded bradley chubb and got back into the first round that's all i've got yeah i didn't even think about that we could now we have something to look forward to although it it doesn't tie directly to our performance because again this is the point in the year i'm like just tank go get a better pick just tank quit trying why are you even showing up but that that has no impact on, on this whatsoever we'd be given the the seahawks the better pick there so you are right there but i'm gonna give you some credit we got to look at this in the in the grand scheme of things long sure, term. That was yeah. only six months ago. Uh-huh. Who knows? Next this time next year, maybe the Broncos do have the most promising outlook for the future. You never. We didn't see this coming, right? So I'm going to give you some credit there, but not even close. I think the other words not were they will always close. be competitive in their division. Ooh. No worse than 500. Man, you really like compiled them there, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I re- it, it, yikes. You know. Yikes. <laughs> okay, we got a couple more fun ones here, right? Yeah, we got a couple uh, non-actual sports takes. If you count competitive eating for some context, this is when we were talking about the hot dog challenge on July 4th. We were talking about how PETA, there were some people that were gluing 
gluing their hands? There was well, this was the the glue in the hands was back in the NBA Finals or something. Oh, like that. that's right. And then and then it's just Peta, Peta, Peta. Uh, you know, trying to do boycotts and and you know making a whole thing and just play the clip and you'll you'll grasp where this where we're going with this. <laughs> I really want to see a really well collaborated effort to get like a bunch of pigs or chickens or something like that to storm the court. Oh, it was the NBA. Yeah, so it was in the <laughs> NBA. And see, and this is where I think again, this isn't a shitty take. This is a brilliant take because none of us can even remember what Peta was even trying to boycott or trying to bring light to we can't even remember when it happened now had there been pigs or chickens that ran out onto the court you think you're forgetting that i think everybody would remember their message at that a point. non-shitty shitty take it's a brilliant take i will be a part of orchestrating this i don't even necessarily stand aligned with PETA, but we can team up on this together because i love myself a good prank perfect connor any <laughs> thoughts no, you said it all. Do you want to get in on this pig slash chickens storming the court? Uh, no, you can count me out. Okay, oh, perfect. Uh, last one. We've got a good one. This is just party etiquette, right? We're talking about you've got your friend over. He or she was happy enough to host. It's BYOB. That's the only rule. You got dogs on the grill. You got chips. You got some cookies. And this is Connor's thought on, on bringing a six pack to a party. If I bring a six pack to a party and I'm like leaving and there's not very many, uh, like if, if you leave early and like there's a ton of people still there, you definitely leave it. No questions asked. If you're like one of the last people there, I would tend to ask you and I would say, hey, this is how I'd phrase it. Would you drink this if I left it here? Like, would you guys drink this? Because if the answer is legitimately no, honestly, like that'll just sit forever. Then I'm taking it back and drinking it. Disgusting. That is the word, first word that comes to mind. <laughs> you are so selfish that you have the audacity mid party. This this person is having people over, and you have the audacity, nay, nope, the nope, courage, nope, nope. the courage to Not say, "Hey, party. are you drinking?" You remember what the words in the clip? It was if you are at the end of the party and you are one of the last people there. Connor, see, this is different, Nick. No, see, Connor, I got to stop you here, though. Okay, because. There's a couple of things that you just said in that 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 really, really just bug me. First oh, of all, BY, BYOB, okay? But I'm hosting this party. I'm shelling out. I'm putting a lot of money out there for food, for non-alcoholic beverages, chasers, whatever that might be. There's a lot that goes in. I'm cooking. I'm taking time out of the day. I got to clean my house up, you know, for people to come over. And you're you got to clean when everyone leaves. You're going to, yes, plus you got to clean up when you leave. And you're not even going to leave me a few extra beers. Secondly, you and I obviously hang out with different groups of friends. I would never ask a group and of friends if they're going to drink that beer because it's a rhetorical question. Yeah. Of course they're going to drink the beer. Who doesn't drink beer when it's left in their fridge and, and what is wrong with you? Connor, we run in the See, same so circles. Guess- Hang on. Connor, we run in the same circles. You're not bringing a nice six-pack. You're bringing a six-pack of Miller Lite. I know you, guy. All right? You're bringing Miller Lite, Keystone, oh, that's I nice. one more calorie than uh, yeah. Michelob. So. Go ahead, Connor. Mm, you know, I stand behind what I said because... A lot of the BYOBs that I attend with my daughter's parents and people, uh, I'll bring like some seltzers or maybe some, you know, avalanche ale or dark amber ale or something. And sometimes the people, the hosts, they don't like that particular thing. And if they're not going to drink it, then I should be able to take it and drink it. But that's why I say if I'm at the end of a party and I say, hey, 
can I leave these here? And would you guys drink them? And then honestly, if, if they're like, no, we don't like that. We're not going to drink those. Then I take them. Otherwise you leave them. I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem. I mean, I see a lot of problems. I see a lot of problems with literally everything you I, just said. I think, Connor, you're obviously not having a good enough time at a party if you're thinking about throughout the course oh, yeah. of the party oh, yeah. whether or not you're going to have beers to take You're off. literally scoping your <laughs> six-pack the well, entire duration of the party. Now, now, who said that that's what I'm doing? You. That's not true either. That is that is definitely what you inferred in this statement that you had made. This actually might be no, the, just, the shittiest of all the shitty yeah. takes oh, yeah. on un, the day. Un, yeah. And we didn't even bring mm. in your whiskey one. But should we? I almost feel like we should. I'm, but Connor also takes back bottles of whiskey, too. Yep. I mean, bro, come on. You, are, you have crossed now, the bro threshold. Correct. Now, does it matter if it is a, I don't know, let's just call it a $300 bottle of whiskey? No, if you gave it, brought it to an event where it was to be used for that event, it's the events. And and with a bottle like that, you would mm. hope that the bottle was was served and yes. drank. You would have hoped. Otherwise, you made a poor choice in your bottle, and maybe you should just take it yeah, back. Yeah, bring your bring your Sailor Jerry's instead. What are we doing? Oh, Sailor <laughs> Jerry's, man. Yeah. That one, I, I hear that, and I still cringe. Too too many bad experiences with that There's one. There's no changing your opinion on your Miller Lite six-pack, Connor, that you're not scoping at the entire duration of said party. Uh, well, I would never bring a Miller Lite or Bud Light or Coors Light. I don't drink that stuff. Okay, so, you if know. you're bringing beer to a BYOB where you expect other people to drink, what is what is your go-to beer that you're bringing? Seltzers. He's bringing a six-pack of seltzers. I'm bringing the seltzers. You would bring the seltzers yeah. to party. What about you, Nick? I, I, Connor's like a great. I usually guy. like bringing a bottle of wine and oh my like God. a. I've literally never seen seltzer. you bring a bottle of wine anywhere <laughs> well, ever. Okay. First of all, if you're showing up to a party with wine, get a box of wine. Come on, value people. Let's go value with this here. Bag of wine. And seltzers. Slap the bag, baby. Oh, God, man. We definitely don't hang with the same crowd. I I don't hate the seltzer idea, but no. I mean, come on. Are you really scoping out those seltzers? Nick, what'd you bring in? I'm not scoping. I don't know where you're getting this from, but I'm not scoping. I like to bring a bottle of Buffalo Trace. Anywhere I go, I'll bring a bottle of Buffalo Trace. It's popular, easy to drink. And for those like myself that don't just like it neat, just a splash of ginger beer. And that is not, I mean, that's a nice bottle, but that's not a bottle so nice that people scoff at you when you mix with it. Or am I wrong? Do no, people right. scoff at you it's, when it's you do not it? A no, bot- right. It's not a bottle that I'm looking at for six hours, hoping that it doesn't get drank. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you're you're bringing it to contribute to the party. See, I'm a mix pack guy. I have the same idea. I'll bring a mix pack of beers because I don't know who likes what. Then I make sure I never end up leaving a set of beers that the the host isn't gonna want. Everyone likes a little bit of something, especially if you can find something seasonal. You know, we're getting into the winter. Give me some stouts, maybe like a chocolate porter in there. You know, change it up a little bit. So that that's more my go tos. You go mix pack with it. Oh, never ever rule out there. You never ever take back something you brought to a party. That is today's lesson here that we're going to leave you with on our way out the door. A little bit of a shorter show here for you guys today. Uh, you know, again, Connor just ruined everything. Yeah, he really did. The whole vibe in the studio is just, it's it's just not different. the same with, it, without Connor here. You in know? the nice way possible, Connor, that's us being mean to get you back. What's our fever at? What are we working with today? Yeah, Yeah, well, I will say this much. If you don't want to get sick very often, don't have kids. Ooh. Because they are little Petri dishes that walk around, spread their germs, 
and it ends up in your sinuses and you're not going to have a good time. We all know Connor's the one getting his kid sick, though, right? Connor's yes. un- unhealthy, <laughs> unhealthy ways. He even admitted before the show that he doesn't drink water. I mean, come on, <laughs> the Connor. Well, there's that. water in, in uh, seltzers. There are. It actually is mostly water, so that that works. And uh, maybe just uh, get off the John Daly diet there. Okay, come on, Connor. Yes, yeah, my hero. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us today. Uh, if you felt like this show lacked today with Connor going Zoom here. Make sure to let us know. Find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One. Tell Connor we want him back in studio next week. Got to have him back. The show misses him. And make sure you tune in each and every week. We release our shows Tuesday evenings. You can listen to them first thing Wednesday morning. And if you want to find any of the other shows on the Woos Media Podcast Network, you simply type in Woos Media. That's W-O-O-Z-E media on whatever player you're listening to lots of good shows for you college football sports betting all around next week connor's back in studio and that does it for us today thanks for stopping by to red rock sports